So there might be some new rules to the college football playoff. And given these rules, it could make the case for why some of the best teams in our league should stick around for the conference to guarantee themselves a spot in the college football playoff when it's all said and done. We'll talk about why here on today's episode of Locked on ACC. You are Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast from anywhere so you can get in on the action and make sure you are up to date with all the latest conference news. Today's episode is around college football playoffs. We'll talk about which team might get in if they stick around to the conference because of the new CFP rules, the amendments, the asterisks, all the things, all that good jazz. And we'll talk about that as well as some college basketball hoops. So you don't want to go anywhere. Stick around to the very end. Kenton, how are you feeling on this fine Tuesday? You are on mute. I'm feeling better than I've ever been. You know, this is a, a great day in terms of, of just being alive, but these new rules instituted into the playoff give folks like us a lot to talk about because I vehemently disagree with them. And I'm going to get into why I disagree with them in just a moment here. But these new rules give us something on the field to talk about instead of, you know, talking about folks in suits with briefcases doing legal. Right. So so this is definitely a, a welcome reprieve for me to talk about some football again, even though signing day is past the spring ball ain't here yet. Summer camp ain't here, but we still talking the pig skin, baby. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. News customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, as we mentioned, College Football Playoff has a new set of rules that Kenton is going to let us know and go over. And then we're going to talk through just kind of how we feel, instant reactions towards the new conversations that are happening, and then sort of make our cases for who we think from the ACC should stick around. Knowles, I'm looking at you, and those who maybe are already in that could be seeing themselves with a spot at the college football playoff. So, can you break down what the conversations are happening right now? So, the following the 12 spots are broken down as follows uh, you have the top five conference champions who will mm-hmm. get in. Now, mind you, that's significant because there is no longer a power five, you now have a power four per se, in that you have the ACC the Big 12, the Big 10, the SEC. So you're going to have a group of five champion in every single year. So that's So the Pac-12 doesn't exist? No, the Pac-12 does not exist, no. Okay. For all intents and purposes, you know, Oregon Oregon State and Washington State, the Tupac are not, you know, I mean, Dear Mama was a great song, but they, they are not going to find themselves in these conversations in terms of by conference alignment, at least. So you have that situation set up where you're going to get the highest rated group of five champion into the playoff every single year. And then after that, you get seven at large bids um, mm-hmm. rolling in. So those are the rules. And it's kind of interesting what it does to a lot of teams going forward in terms of 
if you win a conference championship, you will go pretty much. Like that's that's the rules more or less for all of the power conferences, right? Now we're talking we're about the rest of the seven. Mm-hmm. And you say at large bids, is it based on record, based on who the committee likes? Like it really is just if you give us the top 25 list, it's the next seven after the first five. Yes, next seven after the first five conference champions. So, for okay. example, let's say there's a world where there's um, Georgia at number one, Texas at number four. But you have, let's say, Central Michigan runs the table, wins every game by 20 and ends up at number 13. Um, Central Michigan would get in over Texas because they're the fifth high or the, yeah, they'd be the fifth highest rated conference champion. And that's of course, take it for granted that everybody in all the other conferences is ranked above them, right? ACC, big 10, um, ACC, big 10, big 12 and SEC, all of them would be ranked above that, that team, but they'd be in in front of a Texas, not saying that an undefeated Texas that went number three would be out because obviously they get one of the um, the at-large bids. But long story short, it's it's the seven are based on, like you said, the committee and what they like, who they like in there, and what they, they want to see in terms of matchups. That's what those rankings look like. Got you. And so to me, I feel like if we're talking about just the top 12, cool, the first five, you can make your case, and they're guaranteed spots. It's that that next seven has going to be a little bit tricky, and we maybe it's easier for the comp or the committee now. They don't; they just have to say, "Listen, this is just kind of how we roll them in. Put them in based on schedule. Put them in based on record. Like, is it is it easier for the conference? Com, excuse me, committee. Do you think? No, there's always going to be when the playoff. When there was no playoff, it was well. These two teams should have been in. Mm-hmm. This team should have been there. That team should have been. Then we had a fourteen playoff. But this five and six team are so deserving. You know, there's a razor's edge between the two. Now that you've expanded to 12, there's going to be, mm, well, 13 could have got in there and could have did something. Well, 14 mm. beat four. How do you leave 14 mm. out when they beat four? And, and 12 has no shot against four. You know, so on and so forth. There will never – you'll never make everybody happy unless you include, you know, 60-some-odd teams right, in, right. in the uh, in the playoff. But – We've got and what then we've 61 got. will still be upset. I get it. 100%. Exactly. Exactly. We yeah. see bracketology and Joe Lenardi every year. Somebody's <laughs> pissed off. Somebody's saying my team was snubbed. And so we're going, it's inevitable that we're going to see the same thing in terms of football. But this does kind of alleviate a lot of that in, in the sense of if you're a conference champion, win and you're in. Before it was supposed to be winning you're in. And then they said, ah, not so fast, player. Sometimes not so winning fast. is not enough. Not so fast. You got to win and stay healthy in that thing. Okay? You got to win, stay healthy, and make it look pretty and dominate. Like there, it was too many intangibles at that point. Yeah, so, so. yeah, yeah. And your your competition has to dominate other people, or at least be perceived as dominant, or else we we really don't value it. it but and your commissioner has to pull for you, and you know, and you got to have a little bit of politics, and you know, like what what else can we got? We what else we got? You know, you know. The, the list just keeps growing. The hits keep rolling, right? Unfortunately, it's, sure. It, it's just like uh, it's just like Beyonce's number one hits list, right? Like every year, there's something new gets added in there. You just there's country music now. What is what's going on here? So I'm here for that. But go ahead. You know that's that's the reality of, of what we're looking at. Again, okay. there is no more debating, faking, or arguing. Now, of course, seating will always be argued. Of course, it'll be well. How did they end up playing this team in the first round and all that type of stuff? But 
the reality is it truly is a win in your end scenario with with 12 and with five conference champions the five highest rated being automatic automatic no doubt about it can't beat it you know that's that's who that's going to be now we you know we always have, we have had these conversations about the conference the state of the conference whether or not they'll still be running and functioning you know FSU with legal cases if you didn't catch yesterday's episode go ahead and run that back but but right now the ACC is still standing right going into next season we still have an ACC we still have some of the top teams we're going to talk about who we think should be in but for all intents and purposes you know the ACC could really make their case for proving why beyond beyond the financial why they are an elite conference if they were to not only they're getting in but not just get in but win in the conference playoff conversation absolutely nothing nothing shuts people up more than pointing to your ring right like you can argue all day and night about who's what who does yeah. what yeah. See, that's that. That's how you know that's somebody who worked for Curry Brand because they love throwing up them four fingers like they from Charlotte or something. Okay. They, they you you think I worked for the before. Celtics, wait, the way, you know, it might be a Kevin Garnett situation or Paul Pierce. Like, that might be the most annoying world oh, championship God. team just, I've ever come across. Whew, just, just despicable. <laughs> and, and Doc Rivers done milked that into a very long coaching career. But that's neither here, that, right, That's right, neither. Right, you know, right. the, the reality is if you get in and you, you dominate, I don't think there should be any more conversation about it or not even dominate. Just win. Just win. Just win. Right. And, and to some extent, college basketball does not function in that same way, which we'll get to a little later uh, mm-hmm. because of the amount of turnover from year to year and all that. But I think in college football, that brand loyalty and, and who's important and why they're important sticks around a little bit differently. A thousand percent agree. Let's talk about who we think would get in this conversation. But first, want to remind all of our friends here that you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Talking with Kenton Gibbs here, college football playoff rules, five guaranteed spots for your champions. And now we have seven that will get that at-large bid, and the committee will debate it. But, you know, for our teams that are considering their exit, they're plotting, they're getting their buyout, FSU certainly, I would make a conversation or argument where if you feel like you're the dominant program in the ACC, stick around. You've got a guaranteed shot at winning a national championship every single year if you stay. Notre Dame you might want to come join the party because if you win, you have a guaranteed spot every single year of the college football playoffs. Let's talk about those two first and get into who potentially else could have the conversation. But would there be a case for making the argument of staying in this conference to ensure that guaranteed position? I mean, here's the thing that I think a lot of people need to understand. When you talk about the money and you talk about the allocation of the funds, right now the Big Ten and the SEC are allegedly trying to pull off something where they command a bigger share of the um, of the money that comes out of the the playoff every year and all that, and I think that's so interesting because it's like, hey, y'all have already kind of single handedly uh, ruined college football just a little bit. You know what I mean? Like just just a little, you know? very slightly, but yeah. And with that in mind, like, how much do you need? You know what I mean? Like, you're already. <laughs> 
having your own alliance that excludes all the other conferences in, in terms of advising what to do for football, but now you're going to that. But that argument of you need to stay because you have an easy path, it's actually a very salient one when you break down the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, why take a penalty and a buyout deal and all that if you could potentially be left out of the playoff and and you you'd lose some of that notoriety if you can stay and consistently go build a powerhouse because there's a void at the top right now. And don't get me wrong. I don't think we'll see another Nick Saban in our lifetime. And I could be wrong about that. Right. I could sure. be 40 years old and I'm Matt bald right now. Maybe I'll be shiny bald by then, but I, I, I don't know if we'll, we'll be looking up in 2045 and seeing some other coach that's rolling off national championships. Like it's nothing, but if you have the opportunity to go to the playoff every year, that additional revenue, I believe, would more than close the gap if I'm not incorrect. I believe it's like 20 to 30 per team who goes. And I could be wrong here again. Could be very wrong there. Don't don't but jump that, us because we know you like to do that, y'all. But that I'm, I'm just saying that gap definitely clears it up. The only problem is too much has been said, right? Too mm-hmm. much has been done at this point in time. Again, it's just – and and you I you can't I, you can't back you can't back out of the exit now is what you're saying. Pretty much, you know, it's like when you see that couple arguing on Facebook and somebody's like, "You didn't know how to wash up before I met you." What? <laughs> like you can't say that and then go back to them. You have to be done. Did done. You know done. about Serena Williams' husband or no? You missed that one. Okay. I saw it and I just thought to myself, "You needed a man who knew about the washcloth before, Queen." I may be lacking a couple bill. I may be lacking a couple billion on, on Alexis. I, I know that. I know that. I, I'm okay you with know, that. You wouldn't do, have had we, to teach me to not use your hand. We do a daily pod, right? We talk a lot, you know, but there's just, yeah. you don't have to tell everything. I would, if, if I don't leave this place with nothing else, I would hope people can, under, you don't have to tell all your business. So I yeah, would have never, I, I would have taken that to the grave. I thought you know the amount of, of, of celebrities that get online quarterly and tell everybody I don't wash up, I don't wash my kids. When Dan Orlovsky said he uses his his wash rag thirty times before washing, brother, what that Rusty. thing got mold? That thing is standing up on its own. It's a sentient being by wash twenty five. Alexis said he washes his body with his hands. That was enough for me. That was yeah. enough for me. And I wouldn't have told not nobody that because now you got your girl, your girl looking crazy. She you know what they it. say. You know what they say. Women will heal like Wolverine if the bank account is right. But I'm sorry. Ain't enough money in the world for me to sit up here and look somebody in the face knowing that they wash up with their hand and be like, oh, that's my person. That's my person. I'm sorry. My God would not set me up like that. No man. I would just want to know during the first date, when did, when did you, the first outing, the first going away trip, the couple's trip, and you saw that, were you like, you know what? He's been doing this the entire time. It's just, there's a lot, there's a lot to be asked, but like, we're neither here nor there. Either way it goes, you would make a great point about Florida State wanting to consider, but it sort of being too late and they're out of here. And I know everyone thinks that I hate Florida State, but I just want some reconciliation. I want a happy family. That's all I'm saying. And if, you know, you got to go about your way and do that, cool. But if you want to stay and get that guaranteed spot, better. Notre Dame, on the other hand, hey, just pick a side. I don't think they'll ever come over to the ACC in order to guarantee their spot because they love their independence. But it has been floated out there that that could be a possibility. You would be not smart not to even explore it. The ACC is about to find out what it's like to be that person that's like, oh, 
he's just not ready for a relationship right now. You know, mm-hmm. when he's ready, mm-hmm. I'm going to be. She's just not ready for a relationship right now. She's got a lot going on. When she's ready, I'm going to be the guy. Baby, they don't like you. And when it's time to be in a relationship, they're going to get right for the one they want. It's Every just time. not you. It's right. not you, friend. They not if, they, if if Notre Dame is to join the conference, I couldn't be wrong here. And I would hope it's the ACC. So I don't want anybody saying because you know we do in fact get paid by Jimmy P. You know we do. Jimmy P is he's dropping off the duckets to me personally. I don't know if he goes up to Baltimore, but he travels to Raleigh monthly with that check. Yeah, right. How are you, Mister Gibbs? I'm, Hello. I just just here to help you out again. Hundred percent agree. But with that being said, you know there it's a good chance. It's a very good chance that the ACC finds out what it's like to just sit there like, she loves me. She loves, she totally loves me. She just fear of commitment right now. She'll, yeah. she'll get it together. She'll no, spin she the block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. She, cool. she just runs when things get tough sometimes. She'll be back. No, she won't. Baby. So no, if it were not for FSU or Clinton, Clinton, there you go. Spilled that bean. If it not for FSU or Notre Dame, I do think Clemson definitely has an at-large big conversation depending on, you know, how this next season shakes out. I think I'm not going to name NC State could potentially be in that conversation, you know, given who their transfers are and where they're sort of building, right? But beyond those two, are there any that are jumping off the page for you? I mean, you can never count on Louisville uh, with what mm-hmm. Coach Brown did. I think the problem this year will be the same problem as last year. The person slinging the pill has to be decent. I you said last year jive. that they were – listen, I said last year, if if – if Plummer has a few elite performances in them, mm-hmm. they'll be going to the playoff. Was I wrong, Candace? You weren't. He had some very average to above average games. Elite? I'm not sure. And that's not why sure. I and I sit here again and I say, if it's Tyler Shuck, if it's somebody else, whoever is their QB one through the important games. I'm not even gonna say to start the season because we saw last year Castellanos. Emerges star for BC out of nowhere, right? Right. right. And, and whoever starts those important games for BC, if that person, or not BC, for Louisville, if that mm-hmm. person can have a few big time games where they, you know, for more, for lack of a better term, backpack and carry their team to a victory, they very well could end up as the conference champion in that playoff or at least in that large bid in those playoffs. And, like, I want a surprise. I want a dark horse. I want someone like Syracuse to shock me, right? I want that recruiting thing to really hone in. I don't think it'll happen in year one for Coach Fran. But, I mean, I didn't think it would happen in year one for Coach Brom. Who knows? But I think that would be my surprise. But other than that, I can't even fake a case for anybody else. I mean, there are – you can always, always – Nope. Who who would you fake a case for? Pitt? So so here's, here's the thing. And hear me out. North Carolina. No, not Pitt. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. As much as I hate to say it, if Max Johnson is good and the boys in baby blue can figure out how to play some defense, they got one of the best running backs in the game coming back. They got a very good tight end room. You know, I'll watch. That's a little reverse psychology. Yeah, go ahead. Talk good about us. But again, William has to make that team tougher. Because right now, William. You got a soft team, and you're running that team soft. But if they come through this next year, tough. They show some grit. They show some stick to They take an upset, and they say, you know what? We all right. 
we're going to bounce right back and we're going to play as well in this next game and not say, oh, we lost to UVA again. Season's over, boys. Cash in all the shit. Like, you know, if they show that they got stick-to-itness, they could very well be a team that could surprise some folks. I'm just saying. Some stick-to-itness is a a word I'm going to start using for sure. Let's talk about our friends here at LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs isn't just any like just isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a fast network of more than a billion professionals. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, eighty-six percent of small businesses get qualified candidates within twenty-four hours. Go to LinkedIn.com/slash/locked-on-college. That's LinkedIn.com/slash/locked-on-college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Kenton Gibbs and I flying flying high here talking about college football playoffs, but, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about our friends in on the hardwood. Is that hard? Hardwood. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Syracuse and NC State kick off Tuesday action for us on the men's side, followed by Boston College, Florida State, Pitt, and then Wake Forest. Games that typically don't, you know, jump off the page are wild, but – if you're really a hooper and you're really into this thing, the NC State-Syracuse game is going to be a good one, I would argue. Boston College, Florida State, it's going to be great. And then Pitt and Wake Forest as well, I think, is going to be a doozy. So right now in the state of play where everyone's vying for the opportunity and chance to be great, Kent, I would love if you could walk us through or maybe tell us which games that we should really keep our eyes on. I hate to be this guy. I really hate to be this guy, but – you got to keep your eyes on all of these things. There are so many teams coming down the stretch that we talk about how many bids will the ACC get as a conference. These games will determine a lot coming down the stretch. Almost all of these teams have multiple quad one uh, opportunities coming up. And, of course, we know the ACC tournament is an extension of March Madness because how often have we seen some complete and utter shenanigans happen in the ACC tournament. How often have we seen a team that we're like, wait a minute, they were mid all year. How did this happen? That team just got blew out by their in-state rival. How did this happen? This team couldn't throw a rock in the ocean. Now all of a sudden they're shooting 40% plus in the turn. How many times have we seen that? So I would say all of these games, but I, I, I know that's a cop-out answer, but really and truly, look around the conference. Look at how many stellar teams there are. Look at how many teams are right there if they're not on the bubble or firmly inside, look at the teams that if they finish this thing off strong, they'll be right there and kind of have that conversation, right? We've talked right. about Syracuse not having a graduating class, not seeing the NCAA tournament, uh, talk from them in 50-some-odd years. Who knows? Could Judah Mintz catch fire? Could he live at the foul line even more and get him some things going? Could Gerard do some things that gets that offense moving and grooving in the right direction? NC State, DJ Horn has done a phenomenal job of putting that team on his back and saying, hey, if can't nobody else shoot the three, I'll do it for you. I'll shoot for everybody and and working it out. And then these other games, Wake Forest, up, down, hot, cold, yes, no. Which Wake Forest team are we getting? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. there's, There's a ton for all of these teams to go out there and prove. And so I look at these games tonight. I look at these games for the rest of the year saying, even if you haven't been paying attention to ACC basketball throughout the year, start locking in right now because we're going to see some things. We're going to see some teams look a little different than we perhaps may have all season long. 
I definitely think this is a must-win game for Wake Forest to give themselves any life, but in the same token for Pitt. Like, if you want to keep telling yeah. us that you are a better program, you've got to beat one that, you know, keep kicking, you know, Wake Forest while they're down. I think that's going to be really sort of crucial for Blake Henson and company as they try and make their case for being in the tournament. But if you look around the college basketball space landscape, like, everyone can get it. Like, there's not one team that I've been, like, besides maybe UConn, that I think is just truly just dominant and out of this world. And even when we see those dominant out of this world teams, how often have we seen them first or second round? Ooh, you're gone. Oh, no, the yeah. team the team whose year it was is apparently not their year after all. What do we do with this information? So, <laughs> you know, the ACC needs to get as many teams as it can in there. These teams that are on the bubble need to perform well. They need to show and prove that they belong because nobody's going to give you anything. The ACC, this is not the ACC basketball where you're going to see um, a David Thompson, a Michael Jordan, a Tyler Hansborough, a Carlos Boozer, a Kyrie Irving. None of those guys are walking through this door. Ralph Sampson ain't walking through that door. Sorry to tell you, everybody. Right. I am so sorry to tell you. Danny Manning is not walking through as a player anymore or a coach at this point. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. just the reality, right? Like, we've you've, you've got to figure it out on your own marriage because, again, the talk of the town about the ACC in terms of men's basketball this year, basura, trash, <laughs> garbage, something yeah. that nobody wants any parts of. So, these te- again, these teams have to build resumes that are impressive enough to leave no doubt, and I, I think that we'll see a lot of ACC teams make a lot of noise in the tournament. 100% agree. All right, make sure you guys stay locked in from a bas- basketball lens, but of course, updating you on any of our football news. We know that it can get rowdy in our comments. We can't wait to see what you guys talk about here. Be respectful, you know, not too much because we already seen that Florida State episode where people, you know, got it, got out of character a little bit, but uh, just a little warning, a little shot, letting you know that I'm not it and uh, don't play with me. Other than that, though, I always enjoy having Kenton up here to talk a little bit of sports with me. So, guys, come back tomorrow. We'll update you on the Tuesday night games and give you a little more information around any updates on our legalese that's going on around here in the ACC. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.